Welcome to TikTok Radio. My name is Victoria Jameson Krath, and I'm a social media strategist, content creator, and a professional makeup artist. I am obsessed with helping influencers and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to discover your brand, create viral content, and build your first 100,000 followers on TikTok, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and experiences from other viral content creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to TikTok Radio. Wow, what an amazing week it is, you guys. I am in Colorado right now with my husband, and this is just one of the amazing things that our career on social media allows us to do, get to see the world, get to take a little break from being in Dallas. I know uh, in different parts of the U.S., things aren't opening up as much, but we decided to take a little road trip up here, get out of the city. We normally go out of town for our anniversary, so we actually delayed that, and now that things are opening up, we decided this might be our last chance to kind of take a little trip before the summer gets crazy crazy. For those of you guys that are new listeners, welcome. I'm so excited to have you all. This is the number one podcast for TikTokers on iTunes. I'm so excited to have people listening from over 50 countries. You guys, this is amazing. I never thought when I started this in the end of February that this would turn into something so big. Now today I have a little TikTok tip for you and then we are talking to Ren, you guys. She is so cool. Okay, so basically I found her on my For You page because she did this funny video about linguistics, which was really interesting to me because I'm kind of a nerd. And after that, I followed her and I think she only had like 20 or 30,000 followers. Like she was not a huge, huge account. She'd had some success, but was not, I would say, a viral creator yet. Okay, but like seriously, she went from probably 30,000 to now she's over 200,000 in probably less than a month. Her content is being shared all over. She has some really great stuff to say for the Black Lives Matter movement. And of course, she talks about linguistics and culture and just so many cool topics. It's really interesting because she uses it as a um, stream of consciousness, which we talk about in the interview, kind of similar to how people use Snapchat or Instagram stories. So it's kind of a cool technique, something that you don't see every creator doing. It's so cool to see the different styles of creation we see on TikTok. I'm going to keep our TikTok tips super short. One, because my voice, you guys, is getting super fatigued again from talking to all my amazing clients. So I am going to have to be limiting my one-on-one coaching because I just physically cannot handle it. Now, I love one-on-one coaching because my clients are seeing amazing results. My girl Miriam yesterday got basically, I think it was 30,000 views on her first video after we worked together. And that was only a 30 minute session, you guys. So it's so cool to see you guys having real results because you don't get that on a lot of social media platforms. Sometimes it takes so long to see your hard work pay off. But with TikTok, it can be a long time, but it can also be fast. So I love seeing results. I love getting you guys results. And I love hearing what you guys are thinking of this podcast. So if you guys haven't yet, please grab an Apple device and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It's not the iTunes store. I don't know why I always say that. It's the podcast store or the podcast app. What do we call it? Leave us a review in the Apple podcast app. 
that would be great. And it has to be a text review for it to count, I think. So just just put a little text in there. Go ahead and let me know who you are or your TikTok handle, your Instagram, so I can give you guys a shout out. And I will be reading some of them here on the podcast. A recent review is from Matt Ryan Wilson. He says, Victoria is the queen of TikTok and I love Nick and Sienna. Thanks so much for being a listener, Ryan. I love Nick and Sienna too. All right, guys, before we jump into today's TikTok tip, let's hear a word from our sponsor. I'm going to keep today's TikTok tip super short and sweet and to the point. I wanted to let you guys know that TikTok is now available on Social Blade. So Social Blade is something that a lot of influencers and creators use to track their growth on YouTube particularly, but it's also helpful for Instagram as well. So this helps you to track your daily growth. I think that's the biggest key component, but it also has other analytics built in there as well. So TikTok previously has been really kind of hard to track off app. There's not really any out of app plugins that you could use to track analytics, but it's really cool that you can track some of your analytics out of the app. Of course, it doesn't have things like video views, percentage of for you page, and following like the in-app analytics do, but it's great for just seeing that growth daily. It's been really helpful for me because I can see the days when my videos are really taking off and really performing well because that's usually when my followers are increasing the most. Now, it's not available for 100% of users, so I'd be interested to hear from you guys who has it available for their username and who doesn't. The cool thing about it and kind of the scary thing about it is anyone can look it up. So that's one thing people were using to track James Charles's fall from fame during the whole beauty scandal last year with Tati Westbrook. So that's one thing that's kind of scary that everyone can see it. And that feels a little, I don't know, not so great. And like, exposing you but it's also great to be able to just see those numbers because the numbers are so important you guys just being able to track those and see what's performing well like numbers don't lie now I will say it that you can fall into a little bit of the comparison game because it does rank you but I was pretty shocked to hear that my account is 6,000th on the app which like I don't know that makes me feel pretty cool because 6,000 isn't that big right like that's like a that's like a a state school, like a college, like I'm like I'm part of a a mid-sized university. I don't know. That, that feels pretty cool. Maybe it would feel cooler if I was like top a thousand because then it would be like a high school graduation class size. If you live near me, we had like 700 to 900 people in our graduation classes, but that's pretty, I don't know, pretty cool. So you can see where you fall in that lineup. Of course, my husband, Matt, his is way higher than mine or like lower than mine because he's at 1.6 million, which he just hit recently. So congrats, Matt. So go check out if you're on Social Blade or not. It's not the main search engine. It is a little bit different, but this is so great for being able to track your progress. I'm sure there will be more analytics available on it soon, but this is really cool to see TikTok being plugged in and these other major social network sites. Previously, TikTok just really wasn't respected, I think, in the space of influencers and social media marketing, it was so hard for me to find brand deals for the longest time because people didn't see the value in TikTok. And now I get probably 10 emails a day from brands trying to work with me. Some of them, you know, are the super scammy like affiliate where they just want to send you free stuff and you post about it. Don't do that, you guys. Trust me. I mean, maybe do it like if you don't care about getting paid because at first you don't. But once you're doing this and putting a lot of time into it, you'll want to get paid, girl. Okay. So, 
Go check out Social Blade. See where you stand. Let me know what you guys think of this new feature, if you find it helpful, and how you're using it to grow your influence. I'd be curious to hear. Remember, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying what you're hearing, to take a screenshot, throw it on your Insta story, and tag me at Victoria Jameson. And if you want to get in on the conversation about this episode, be sure you are in our TikTok squad. That is our community group where we talk about all things TikTok. You can share your progress, ask for feedback on videos, and all that jazz. Just go to TikTok dash squad.com just like the app name tiktok dash squad.com there's a link to it down in the show notes all right guys let's jump into our interview i'm so excited for you guys to hear from ren i feel so creepy because i love her content so much and it's just so weird when you watch someone so much on an app and you feel like you really vibe with them and then you meet them and you're like hi and they're like hi i don't know you and you're like hi i love you so <laughs> You get to hear me, fangirl, kind of over Ren, which I think sounds so weird because you would think people are obsessed with people who are like famous on the app, but I think that speaks so much to the relationships you can build and the perceived relationships you can build through the app because, you know, I'm a fan. You know, if she put out a shirt, I'd probably buy it. So once you kind of have that relationship built with people, they trust you. And that's when you really are able to grow on other platforms and grow your influence because you're putting out content that's so authentic to you that people know you and they want to support you. So Ren is a great example of that. I'm super excited for you guys to hear from her. She has so many great things to say. This is honestly probably one of my favorite interviews to date. So keep listening to hear my interview with Hey guys, welcome back to TikTok Radio. Today I have a very special guest. We're talking to Rin, or you might know her from TikTok as Rin Star. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear from her. So welcome, Rin. Hi. (laughs) You're so welcome. Um, So go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit what you're about, where you're from, so they can get to know you a little bit better if they haven't seen your content yet. So I am uh, from North Carolina, Um, lived there most of my life. And I am a music teacher by trade. Um, I hope to go into legal studies one day. I am someone who really enjoys music. Uh, Linguistics is a big passion of mine. It's uh, language and and cultural anthropology and linguistic anthropology, uh, as well as just many other topics. I mean, I've got thoughts on politics and, and many other things, but ultimately I'm just sort of a lifelong learner who is always trying to sort of better my humanity by bettering my relationships with people. And I have a lot of thoughts and I've always been told that I have a lot of thoughts and I talk a lot. So I basically just use my TikTok as a stream of consciousness. And for some reason it became very popular. (laughs) And I feel like it became popular pretty fast, right? Yeah, it definitely did. I was just looking at my TikTok from, so I made a TikTok on May 20th that was celebrating having hit 10,000 followers. So that's, you know, what, about 12 days ago. Wow. So yeah, I remember, I think the first video I saw from you was your video about the origin of the word axe and how, um, you know, it has actual origins in language and a lot of people previously had their own notions about where it came from. Um, So for me, that was like, oh my gosh, so cool. And that's when I hit follow because I was like, I want to hear more about this. Yeah, that was one of the first ones I made that went, super viral like that one and the one about um the roticism the pronouncing r's or people who can't pronounce their r's 
um, those two were really just kind of kicked off. And I think it was sort of a perfect storm because I think I made the, that one language video like the day before the TikTok blackout. And when that happened, just because of the algorithm and everything, all these black creators were getting boosted. So I started to gain a couple of followers when that when I start when I made that one language video and then the blackout happened and I gained tons of followers. But I mean I probably gained five thousand followers that one day. That's so awesome. And I know previously I've seen a lot of black creators say that they felt like their voices weren't being heard on TikTok. Um, can you speak to that and kind of talk about how the whole blackout on TikTok has changed that? Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's something I never really thought about that much because, you know, I got a TikTok just to have fun, like, to watch videos and occasionally make them. Um, I never really was making it with the intention of getting TikTok famous or whatever. Um, so I would follow lots of creators um, of all racial backgrounds that I found interesting. And one thing I started to notice even a few weeks before the blackout was that I, I would see certain creators from different like cultural backgrounds that I really didn't have a whole lot of experience with. Like I saw a lot of native creators, which was really interesting for me because, you know, I, I have always found native American culture to be really cool, but I've never really known that much about it. And um, to see so many people and to see them talking about their culture and their language and their dance and stuff I was like, oh, this is really neat. And as more, the more I would like those, the more I would get some kind of diverse content. So I would get stuff from different cultures because prior to that, it was mostly, I'm going to say mostly white per people. There were a couple of popular black performers that I would follow, but it seemed like it was more white than black. And there were so many black creators that were super creative and interesting that I didn't know anything about. And once the blackout happened, my whole For You page was like black creators, like so many of them. And after that happened, like I started getting more and more recommendations, people who make great content that I'd never heard of before. So I definitely noticed that after the blackout happened, I started getting way more diverse content on my For You page. Yeah, it's been really awesome. I've gotten a lot more Native content as well. So I'm glad it's not just me. I've seen so many cool like dances and man, having so many different ethnicities represented on my For You page is actually so great because I feel like I've learned so much like from, um, you know, a cultural standpoint, from a political standpoint, like I've, I've literally, I feel like I'm in school again. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had that exact same experience. Like people always, you know, watch my stuff and they're like, oh, how do you know so much? And I'm like, look, I went through uh, what I feel is like a complete personal, like mentality change, um, a massive one in about six months. Cause I used to have much more closed minded ideas. Um, and, and TikTok has really helped open up my horizons. That's really cool to hear. It's interesting to talk about TikTok just because there's so much worldwide representation. Um, and right now, I mean, the platform is huge for being able to fight for equality and support the Black Lives Matter movement. I've been really glad to see TikTok from a corporate standpoint take that on. Um, it's just been really cool to see so many people coming together and even having, you know, Charlie D'Amelio making her posts with I mean, millions of views on it. Um, it's really cool to see. I know some creators have been frustrated feeling like white creators are getting more visibility in the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you feel like that? Um, I wouldn't be surprised from a larger standpoint if that was the case. For me personally, that hasn't really been the case because, because again, since I have so many Black people on my For You page now, and that's the kind of content I like, so that's the kind of content I get more of. Um, 
I see a lot of black people talking about that movement. Uh, but I could see on the larger scale because I have seen a couple of white people and just because unfortunately some white people will only listen to other white people. So I can definitely see their stuff getting a broader reach. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that just because of the blackout, so many more people are able to see black content, see black content creators. Um, that way, you know, therefore you pages hopefully will be more diverse moving forward. I really hope so. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So when you started TikTok, you said you did not want to be TikTok famous. You started it just for fun. Um, when did you realize that kind of the linguistics thing was picking up speed? Um, I think it was probably when, like I said, when I first started making those couple of videos in like mid-May, I made the one about roticism and it was really, it went really, it kind of blew up. And then um, I made the one about acts and I made a couple of responses to that question about acts um, because a lot of people had questions some of them legitimate questions and some of them were trying to argue with me about it um we hate those and people <laughs> I had, they, they were really uh getting on my nerves um and then people would ask me about other linguistic concepts and many of which i had some understanding of because i have a casual interest in linguistics so i started talking about that and etymology it seemed like the more i talked about it the more people had questions and they wanted to learn so i started to think okay people like this content they seem to be subscribing to me for this so i'll kind of shift my focus to that and I started talking about it more often. Yeah, that's so important. Um, I talk about a lot on here how our viewers a lot of times will tell us exactly what they want from us. So that was obviously smart to start giving the people what they want. I know that's why I followed exactly. you. I was like, I want to learn more about this. Yeah, the more I realized that people were, and because linguistics has been a passion of mine for a long time, so it wasn't like a big sacrifice to talk about it, and realizing that it was making, you know, people were interested in it, and it was making it popular, I was like, well, I guess I'll keep doing this. And so you started a YouTube channel and an Instagram um, for your linguistics area and videos. Um, what kind of sparked you to start those? So a lot of that was the interest that people had in that kind of stuff. Um, they wanted longer videos about the linguistic stuff. So I would talk about a concept and, you know, I've always talked really fast, so I could get a lot of information into one one minute video. But a lot of times people wanted me to expand on certain topics, which you can't really just do in one minute. So I thought that YouTube would be a good way to get some um, content out there uh, where I could talk about it a little longer, longer form content. And um, people, you know, really responsive to that. I mean, literally, I announced that I had a YouTube channel and I got almost 500 subscribers before really even putting up a video. So I was like, I guess this is what they want. And Instagram, kind of the same things. People were saying, I like your videos. I want to share them, but uh, with loved ones that don't have TikTok. So you have an Instagram. So I'm like, okay. So I started putting stuff on Instagram more. Dang, yeah. I just looked at your YouTube and you're about to hit 500 subscribers. When did you start that? About week ago maybe two weeks uh, it hasn't been that long <laughs> dang that's awesome i love seeing people be able to build these kind of brands based off tiktok do you think that that's kind of the direction you're going like kind of creating this like linguistics educational type platform um possibly i mean certainly it seems to have expanded to that direction um and it's something that i enjoy you know talking about i'm pretty passionate about getting information out there i mean i'm an educator by trade so um yeah i could see it kind of moving into more but i don't know if it's ever something i do full time but i could definitely see moving in more of a broader platform for it 
Yeah, I always love hearing because people are across the board with like kind of what they want to do with TikTok. A lot of people, you know, really want to use it as a platform as an influencer. And then there are some people, even people that have huge, huge followings that are like, you know, I just want to keep this fun. So there's definitely people in both sides of the boat. So um, how have your friends and family reacted to like kind of your overnight growth on TikTok? (laughs) That's been really interesting. I told my mother about this um, interview, right? Like about 15 minutes before it happened and she was like what when were you gonna tell me that like what what is going on it's been like it nuts like I've had friends reach out to me like people I hadn't talked to since college or whatever like you showed up on my for you page on TikTok I was like oh snap and it's almost like kind of a blessing and a curse because you're like on the one hand cool but on the other hand oh no (laughs) like (laughs) get these people watching my stuff that I've never I've never really thought about before um and so yeah they've reacted positively but it has been you know pretty surprising yeah, I know the first time I had people telling me like, oh, I saw your video on my For You page. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. I don't know if you've heard, but there's like Lasso and a few other apps that have recently been pushed that are TikTok-esque. And one of the reasons I don't think that they'll take off is because they're integrated into YouTube, or not into YouTube. They're integrated into Instagram and Facebook. And I feel like that's almost the reason people like TikTok is because it's separate. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the vibe of TikTok is completely different than any other social media platform. Even Vine, like Vine had a certain aura to it. And of course, there's a lot of great things about it. But I think that TikTok honestly took the best parts of Vine and improved upon them. Yes, I totally agree with that. My husband was like a Viner. So um, we talk a lot about like how Vine failed to monetize, which I think is the biggest reason they, you know, died RIP Vine. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I like that you said Vine had an aura to it. Like that's like the perfect way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone remembers like the really classic Vines. And I think, I honestly think some of those Vines, I think Vine changed culture like permanently. Like I have students, I teach elementary school. I have students who weren't even really old enough to have enjoyed Vine when it was actually a thing, but they still know some some Vine jokes. So like, I genuinely think it's changed language and culture in a way that we have not seen a social media platform do in many, many years, um, which is cool. But I do think that it, they did fail to monetize, they did fail to capitalize, and they ended up kind of falling flat where you got TikTok, who's, which has a lot of that same kind of thing in terms of it has the opportunity to make short form video, but it's way easier to edit your videos. It's way easier to get like a customized for you page that actually shows you something you want to see. It's way easier to get, you know, to be creative and to to make slightly longer videos, but they're still short and um, to be exposed to other cultures. It's just got a lot. I mean, there's, there's problems with, with TikTok, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it took all of the good parts that Vine had and kind of made them a little better. Yeah, I love that you said you have kids that like know what vines are, but they're way too young to know vine. Um, I once had a kid tell to me tell me that he was gonna go make a vine, and I was like, "How are you gonna make a vine? Vine does not exist anymore." And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make like you know a short one of those short funny videos," and I'm like, "No, like that's not how it works." <laughs> but I guess because of YouTube, like vine lives on. Yeah, exactly. It kind of lives on in the echelon. I mean, I can't drive past a word road work sign on a road work ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Wait, did you make a TikTok of that? Was that you? Um, did I? I I've seen a so. TikTok where someone said, I can't drive past this sign without saying like the road work ahead. 
and then they like i don't even know i've seen there's a tiktok out there about it i'm sure there's a bunch out there about it oh yeah um, i believe it and maybe, maybe i might have because i did make a i did make a tiktok about how tiktok was better than vine i think it might have i think that might be i might know your content better than you do at this point yeah <laughs> you might, you might. <laughs> oh man um yeah i just i love that you know that short form video is so much more accessible because would you have considered yourself like a content creator before tiktok not really i mean i did have like a youtube channel where i did some things and you know decent views and stuff but i would not i definitely never had anywhere near the success that i have on tiktok that on any other platform like i was on tumblr uh, and still technically am but um i had a decent following on tumblr for a while when i ran a more political blog but um even that did not i mean it, like i think at its peak it had maybe eighteen thousand, which is nothing compared to the 130 that i've got on tiktok now so yeah and you're growing fast because i think yesterday or a couple i think maybe when i reached out to you you had first hit a hundred thousand and you're already yeah. at one hundred and thirty thousand. exactly yeah it's, it's exponential it's insane it's like a snowball effect. Like once you have a few videos that are picking up, it's those videos are evergreen, basically like super viral videos. So they keep getting shown to new people, which is really cool about the algorithm. Yeah. That's what I love about it too, because it's like, I, I, all the time now that I've got notifications, you know, I'll get a hundred zillion notifications in every time, every five minutes. And when I look at my notifications, I'll still see comments and likes and stuff on a video I made like a month ago. So, okay, one thing I think is really unique about your content and like your technique is that you said it's like stream of consciousness. And I feel like a lot of people out here are agonizing over brainstorming ideas and like planning content. So how do you, what's your process? Because it sounds like it might be pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, my process is usually I think of a thing and I want to talk about this thing and then I pull up my phone and I talk about that thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> occasionally i'll plan a skit or something like that or occasionally i'll um do a little more research so i can talk like yesterday i did one about the th sound and i knew some stuff about it but i did a little bit of googling and stuff just to make sure i was going to be coming to the correct place um so sometimes i might verify my information a little bit but a lot of times i'm just like yo this is what i want to talk about i love that because a lot of people put so much pressure on creating i think especially now that TikTok has a little bit more of, I mean, a little, a lot more visibility in social media. Um, I talk to so many people that are like, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to make. And I love that you're just like putting it out there. And if people like it, they like it. Exactly. That's pretty much the way I've, I've approached it. So do you feel like pressure now that you've had some viral videos, do you feel like the pressure to keep creating viral content? sort of not necessarily viral but like like my average video will get at least a couple of thousand views um and then some of them will get you know 10 20 000 and only occasionally it'll just be like oh, wow, 200 000 views but um definitely i feel some pressure to like keep making content it's like you want to strike while the iron is hot so okay i'm getting momentum so i don't want to just stop making content and then it'll slow down so i do feel like i need to make at least one tiktok a day to kind of just keep people engaged um so that i continue the growth yeah, I was going to ask, how often do you typically post? Is it is it one a day or sometimes you do more than that? It's usually uh, more than one a day. <laughs> <laughs> I would say an average of five to ten a day, honestly. Dang. And do you, most yeah. of those, okay, so I'm curious, just from a content standpoint, do most of those perform well or is there usually like one front runner or do they all kind of do about the same when you do that many in a day? They usually do about the same depending on like what topic I talk about one particular one might kind of jump out like a lot of times they'll have comparable views 
I'm actually just, I can pull it up now. Look what we're doing here. Yeah, so today, totally. So far posted, um, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ones that I posted. And the highest one so far has um, actually 21,000 for which one was this? Oh yeah, this this one was about the um where I was talking about the blue lives matter thing, and so that one is definitely the front runner for today because that's got twenty thousand views. The rest of them have two or three thousand. One of them has nine thousand. So yeah, it just kind of depends. Usually there's at least one that breaks ten thousand that I do a day, um, and depending on the content, particularly if it's something more um, language related or something more political or Black Lives Matter related, it tends to do really well. I can tell the ones where you do more than one in one day because you're wearing the same outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's cool to hear that, um, you know, they're still performing well because I think sometimes people worry, like, am I going to post too much? Like, I feel like that's a question I get a lot where people are like, how much is too much? Um, But it doesn't seem like when you post too many that it hurts the other content. No, I don't think it does. And I think part of the reason for that is because the way TikTok works it doesn't necessarily show your videos to other people in the order that you made them. So even if you make six videos in a row, it's not necessarily going to show up on someone's page as six videos in a row. It'll be broken up by other videos. So it doesn't feel like you're being overwhelmed. Like I think with some other platforms, even like YouTube, you make six YouTube videos in a day, you're not going to get that much engagement because people oh, yeah. watch that many videos from one person in a day. But TikTok is just functions so differently because it's short form and because you can, um, that the way it usually presents it to you, it doesn't present like six videos to the same person at once. I, honestly, I had my account back when we had Musical.ly. So technically I had it for a couple of years, but I never had more than two or 300 followers until maybe a month ago. Okay, same though. I'm like from Musical.ly. People always ask like, how did you get verified? And I'm like, I got crowned. <laughs> <laughs> like I was cool in 2016, okay? But not anymore. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the times have changed. Oh man, the times have changed so much. Like, Whenever I have people on here that joined in like November and they have like 7 million followers, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I've been on the app since 2015. Um, but yeah, it has been really cool to see how it changed. I'm sure you've witnessed it all. Yeah, I definitely have. And I, I wish that, um, yeah, I would like, that's my next goal. It's like, I want that, I want that uh, check mark. And I'm like, I've hit 130K and I've seen people with like, you know, 5,000 subscribers that have it. Of course, I know that some of that's probably from Musical.ly, but yeah, um, but yeah, I was like, okay, that's my next like career goal, I guess. To be TikTok famous. Yes. <laughs> I feel like so many more people are putting that on their career goals. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that TikTok is like, another reason that I think TikTok is such a nice platform is because at least for now, it has remained fairly untainted by corporate takeover. Like you don't have to fairly, yeah. Being like, like celebrities, like that's so what part of like ruined YouTube. Like I still use YouTube a lot, but YouTube was way better when it was just like regular people doing their thing. Yeah. And now it's like these mega celebrities having a YouTube channel, and they get like a billion followers in a day, and it's like, eh, I don't really like. It doesn't feel as for the people. It doesn't feel yes. as. as I don't know, communistic. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel for the people the way that um the you that um that TikTok does. Yeah. And I feel like, especially given like the political unrest right now, TikTok has been to me the best content I've seen. 
um, yeah. like spreading awareness and educating people and raising great points. Like it's been really cool because just the content, it is for the people. It's not these, um, like you said, like corporate entities. I mean, yes, there are corporate brands on there and there is more and more brand deals and influence there, but it's not these like highly curated celebrities and influencers like showing their perfect life. I love that it's like real people. Yeah. I know that's what part of the reason that I like, you know, when I make a YouTube video, I got to get the lighting right and do, you know, have a certain presentation. I like with TikTok, it's so much more casual. You know, so you can see how many videos I've made just wearing my hair bonnet because I just woke up. <laughs> just like, like, I don't even care. It's like, you know, you're, you're in my home right now. This is just me talking. I don't have to worry about making myself pretty real. I love that. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm trying to be more that way. Like I used to feel a lot of pressure because I'm a makeup artist in real life. I used to feel like, oh, I have to always have my makeup done for my TikToks. And now I'm like, oh, wet hair, like no makeup. Like it doesn't really matter. It's like more like Instagram stories in that way, I think. Exactly. Yeah. It's just more, it's more casual. All right, guys, that's all we got time for today. Come back for part two of another TikTok tip of the week. Be sure to follow along on Facebook for the conversation about today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of TikTok Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review in the iTunes store and let us know what you liked about the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week. Peace out, Girl Scout.